Welcome market participants to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. You really didn't think you would get through September and October without a little volatility, did you? All right, this week our three things are, one, the hot CPI print. Is the bite as bad as the bark? Two, the U.S. consumer. Two heavyweights weigh in with differing takes. We'll share our view. And three, investor risk appetite. Fresh reads on where it's headed. All right, let's dig a bit deeper. What did the CPI print really mean? The worst sell-off in more than two years, screamed headlines. Okay, we get it. The print was hot. The clear path forward, which equity markets, seemingly more than credit markets, so desperately crave, is clouded up a bit. But the alternative narrative, well, wait a minute, that sounds dangerously close to alternative facts. Our narrative is that we gave back the four-day run-up we saw prior to the report, a true market zig following a market zag. Now, consistent with our view that financial markets will chop considerably in 2022, the year of transition, until a clearer path emerges. In the U.S., that means risk markets chopping around long-term averages of credit spreads and equity multiples. Important context to our view is that we believe, one, the problem, inflation, is known, and two, the solution to the inflation problem is also known. That helps to dimension the ultimate impact. Think more normal downturn as opposed to a GFC-scale shock. What's less known, and therefore helping to fuel the market's chop, is the timing of and the duration of the downturn. But we would remind investors that, apart from this virtual certainty that the September meeting will feature yet another extraordinary hike, be it 75 basis points or, hold on to your hats, 100, there is uncertainty, timing and duration of the downturn as to what follows. Bearing in mind that CPI is a lagging indicator, we know that rates markets continue to see inflation coming down in 2023. Commodities markets suggest inflation will come down in 2023. Surveyed expectations are that inflation will come down in 2023. So, what did we learn from the CPI print? We learned the Fed and probably other central banks have the go-ahead to continue with their heavy-handed of late hikes. Markets are now pricing in a terminal rate of 4.46%, up nearly a point from the June 30 level. That is a material change that will add to the debt servicing burden faced by consumers, businesses, and governmental borrowers. So through all the volatility, here's the takeaway that matters. The Fed's shock and awe tightening program has only increased the probability of recession in 2023, and that should start to push spreads wider and multiples lower from those 20-year averages as we head into the next year. All right, on to our second thing. Bank of America Institute's insight into consumers. Now, this week was the Barclays Financial Services Conference, kind of the financial sector's Super Bowl for these kinds of events. B of A CEO Brian Moynihan did a fireside chat as part of the program and mentioned that the bank has created the B of A Institute, which tracks real-time consumer financial behavior so, quote, people could see what's going on with real facts, unquote, as opposed to what's currently available through what he calls 
quote, a small survey, unquote. So we had a look. The real facts, as B of A discloses as of September 9th, makes the following conclusions. Consumers continue to demonstrate fairly robust spending growth. The drop in the price of gas and strong labor market are helping offset higher utility bills. Elevated savings are persisting, with little indication that lower-income households are reaching for the credit card. Checking and savings balances, while falling, remain elevated relative to before the pandemic, with combined balances for income levels less than $250,000, about 60% higher, and balances for those earning more than $250,000, about 45% higher. And overall, consumers are feeling more chipper, supporting the view that the consumer is looking robust. That is decidedly bullish sentiment for the segment that drives two-thirds of the economy. We contrast this view with one from J.P. Morgan Asset Management, also published this week, that opines that, quote, consumer financial health has deteriorated meaningfully from the start of the year, unquote. That feels like quite a distance from chipper and robust. Like B of A, JPAM also recognizes that excess savings have come down, but it also points out that the savings rate has fallen and clearly some consumers are reaching for the credit card. To quote the JPAM report, we see an increase in revolving utilization, that includes card, calculated as average end-of-cycle revolving balance divided by the credit limit, alongside bank balances at or below pre-COVID levels for middle income, defined by JPAM as $35,000 to $75,000 earners. Relative to lower income groups, middle-income consumers are experiencing lower wage growth and benefited less from government stimulus. They also exhibit lower excess savings relative to higher income bands. JPAM concludes, the consumer is softening, but not stalling. That sounds far from bullish, more in the cautiously optimistic camp. Here's our view. The U.S. consumer has come into the endemic in strong shape for the most part, but is in the process of correcting. That means going back to normal, where the benefit of stimulus that we saw so powerfully in 2020 and 2021 on incomes, savings, and net worth is diminishing steadily, especially among middle to lower income strata, where eventually the job market will not be as tight which will dampen consumer sentiment and affect how enthusiastically consumers spend. And this part is not normal, but very real. High inflation is quite the headwind that has caused year-over-year growth in real wages to fall 17 weeks in a row and counting. So maybe B of A and JPAM are both right. The consumer overall is in good shape, but as this week's retail sales report attests, change is afoot and that return to normal is facing a much more challenging headwind in 2023. Consider the New York Fed's latest survey of consumer expectations, where just 15% of households say their financial situation is better now than a year ago. That figure was 31% in 2021. Or the Census Bureau survey conducted in late June and early July that found that 4 in 10 adults said it has been somewhat or very difficult to cover usual household expenses. The moral of this thing is that it is an investor's best interest to remember what normal looks like in a downturn 
and then factor in the effects of inflation when thinking about how consumer spending and consumer loan losses are going to roll out in the future. All right, on to our third thing, investor sentiment shift. So how is your risk appetite? Recession looks to be closing in, inflation continues to run hot, and geopolitical tensions are unsettling once again. No great surprise, we're seeing a growing aversion to risk heading into year-end. Warren Buffett says we should be greedy when others are fearful. Easier said than done. So starting with Wall Street's fear gauge, the VIX, it's moved up this week back above 25. That's elevated compared to the average of 16 we saw in the period post-GFC through the pre-COVID days. At 25, it's still beneath periods of volatility that paralyzed credit markets, such as the fourth quarter of 2018 with the Fed hiking and trade wars breaking out, Q1 2016, when interest rates went negative and oil plummeted, or the euro crisis back in 2011. Over at the American Association of Individual Investors, its bullish reading has bounced this week to a still low 26 compared to an average of 36 for that same post-GFC to pre-COVID period. CNN's Fear and Greed Index, a compilation of seven different indicators that measure some aspect of stock market behavior, has returned to the fear zone at a reading of 40 from a month ago when its reading of 66 put it in the greed category. So we're definitely seeing an increasing aversion to risk as the threat of stagflation or recession comes nearer. And that, of course, is on the horizon due to the lagged effect of raising rates from 0% to something north of 4% in relatively short order, while launching QT and factoring in the drag of a super strong dollar. That explains why only 36% of investors expect U.S. stock prices to be higher one year from now, according to the New York Fed's Survey of Consumer Expectations. So all of that points to a continuing, if not strengthening, bias to an up-in-quality trade in credit. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, the hot CPI print. The likelihood of the Fed over-tightening has gone up. Two, the U.S. consumer. Normalization will be a drag on economic growth. And three, investor risk appetite. A more negative recent turn tells us financial conditions are starting to bite. As always, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our latest research and ratings reports. See you next week.